Okay, Rachel, welcome to We Just Work Here. Thank you. I've been looking forward to this conversation so much, and I think it's so timely because um, market conditions. I mean, they're weird. Things are funky in general. It's been a strange year. Um, and I think there's a lot of folks out there who are sort of looking for work or considering their career path and wondering if it's the right one for them. And I, I think you're the kind of person that they're going to be turning to for help. So, so let me just do a quick intro here. Um, Rachel is a career exploration coach, um, and you are also the founder of Woken, which is a platform that was designed to help professionals find their right career path. Um, and I think you've been at this for a while, right? I think you said 2017 was when you started. Yes. Wow. Okay. So five years now, that's amazing. And as an added personal note, um, Rachel was also my career coach after I was laid off from WeWork. So um, you've just been such a guiding force for me as I transitioned from basically 10 straight years of working full time and into a sort of period of exploration and self-discovery. And so I think I really feel like I owe a lot to you. And I hope this conversation is enlightening for others as well as they kind of consider what the heck to do next. So um, let's jump in here. Obviously, I'm in recruiting and I speak with a fair amount of folks who have been laid off um, and are sort of debating like, is now the right time to rethink my career or should I just keep going down the path and interviewing for the same type of roles I've been in? So I guess kick us off here with the, um, maybe your perception or perspective on what thought patterns you see in people who are struggling in terms of finding, you know, the right career for them or kind of knowing what career path to take next. Yeah. Um, let's see. There is a lot of common, I would say maybe limiting beliefs um, let's see where to start. Uh, first, I think we assume that we know either, you know, what our options are or, you know, we, we get overwhelmed by either knowing or not knowing what's out there. And so getting comfortable with just saying, I'm not sure what I want. There's a lot out there that I don't know, and I'm going to just find a structured, organized process to learn, and I'm capable of going on this journey. Like, I think we just get stuck and mired into, like, it is overwhelming, and, like, is there even a way for me to go learn? There's so much out there, right? So, you know, there's a lot in there, right? Process orientation, the ability to even get to that end result. I think a lot of people... um worry about their capabilities, you know, fear, right? Can I do this? You know, I like to tell people like, when you learn about a career path and you learn deeply about how people pursue it or pivot into it, you're going to then understand the reality and you're going to make a decision whether you want to go do that or not. So remembering that learning is always on your side um, versus like, don't rule yourself out, uh, you know, before you know what it really is like, like people have done all of these career paths. You know what I mean? Like someone's done it. You yeah. could probably do it too. And at least you could decide whether you're capable based on information, right? Versus based on a, a, a limiting belief or limited information. Um, there's so many things. I always say, uh, turn, you know, fear into learning, right? So if you are not sure, you may simply just have questions that you can turn into answers. And then the answers can become decisions or strategies. So just, you know, know that your uncertainties uh, could be an opportunity, right? Um, there's probably so many more limiting <laughs> beliefs, unfortunately, but I, I hope this gives a quick initial sense to say that no matter what limiting belief you have, 
it actually can be a signal as to like, what do I need to do with this? And how can I actually utilize that to actually move forward in a healthy, productive way? So it's actually not a bad thing. Your 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 mindset may be giving you a clue as to like, maybe I just need someone to hear me out, or maybe I need a little more information, or, you know, there's always a way forward about it. So just recognize how you feel and know that um, that's not the end of the road. You can totally still move forward from that, right? Does that right. make sense? Yeah, no, totally. And I think you're raising a super valid point, which is a lack of information is like the first hurdle that I think a lot of people turn back at. They're just like, I don't know. And I have a perception that that could be difficult or an idea that there may be some other, you know, things in my way. So I'm just not even, I'm going to stop here. And to your point, information is your power. Like if you know exactly what the steps are, then you can make a game plan and strategy. Even if it, the strategy is I've walked down this road and now I'm going to U-turn because this isn't for me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. And like literally learning, job. <laughs> learning is number one. And yeah, a hundred percent. Like it, that's all it comes down to. And I think it's just can feel overwhelming. How do I go learn all the things? But yeah, if you can get some support and make that into a, a more manageable process, right, then it feels more doable. But yeah, learning is is your tool. It is your friend. And it's usually the answer to most things. <laughs> I love that. Okay. So do you run into a, quite a few clients who just come to you and say, Rachel, I just don't know. I don't know what I should do next. Like, I don't know what I would like. I'm not sure what careers are out there for me. And how do you kind of handle that scenario? Yes. I mean, most many people don't know. And that's actually okay. And that's normal. So when I say career exploration, I, I really kind of need a new phrase for it. Because really what it means is before any job search, you just want to have a period of figuring it out, whether you're asking yourself the questions, whether you're asking other people for information, you should have that period of I'm going to figure out my direction before I go apply to anything. So it's totally normal to, and, and it's actually good to ask yourself, what do I want next, right? Before you go enter that next chapter. Often we just jump into the job search while we're still unsure, right? So just give yourself that focus period. So if I'm guiding someone through that, usually I start with a pretty robust self-reflective assessment so you can get to know yourself, what you like, what you're good at, what you're interested in. And then we would say, all right, maybe there's some roles in industries that are options. You know, other assessments will usually split out one option. We want to just say, you know what, maybe there's a few options for directions, which is realistic. And then we want to do some research and we want to do networking. So if you can meet with people who are working in the paths that you're considering and you you have to know how to run those calls really well. Sometimes people network and don't know how to get what they need out of those calls. So when you can really get creative and concrete and get accurate information, you sort of go into this iterative pivot loop where you're learning, synthesizing, reflecting, and pivoting. And if you keep doing that week over week, you eventually are comparing and contrasting your options enough to the point where you say, okay, I'm informed enough and I actually feel confident and excited that this role, this industry, and this environment feels like it makes sense for me moving forward, at least for right now in my path. Yeah. Okay. To that point, um, I think sometimes I speak to candidates who've been laid off and they're just sort of like, I'm going to keep interviewing for the next account executive role because um, maybe they don't say this, but what I hear in their perception about their career path is just the sunk cost fallacy. They just believe they've spent the last 15 years in it. 
There's no more. They just have to do it. So what are, how do you sort of combat that with clients or what are, what's your take on the idea of starting over and how I think debilitating that can be for people? Yes. So it depends how quickly you need to move. If you need a job ASAP, it's okay to say, here's where my skills and expertise are. And like, I'll get hired more quickly with that regard. Mm -hmm. If you have time on your side and you already know that you're driven to want a change because you don't feel aligned with the path, then you have to trust the fact that you feel that way. How long have you been feeling with that? How dire is that feeling? How much do you feel misaligned and how much do you want that new change? And you have to remember that you feel that way for a reason. So if you have time on your side and you know that feeling is there, it's just a matter of now getting support to realistically make your pivot a reality. And that, you know, essentially what, uh, you know, one key point here is find support. You, you don't have to go it alone. And if you have a coach or a mentor or a peer on your side, that's half the battle to making sure that you can have the patience and persistence and resilience to even go through the journey. None of this is a quick band-aid, but you know, I've helped a teacher become a project agile scrum, you know, person I've helped a speech pathologist become a UX designer. You can go do, you know, a 180 pivot. Does it take a little bit of time and effort to sure? But if you have that time, you know, you want the change and you can find the support to guide you through it. It is totally possible, right? So don't rule it out. Give yourself the benefit of the doubt to see what you want and to see what support can help you through it. Um, but I, I do think your your timeline of like, you know, do I need something quickly or am I ready to like invest in this change? Um, you know, that that's your upfront decision that you're making about, you know, what do I want right now? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the only reason I was able to sort of go through that process with you in 2020 is because I had a really generous severance package and I was able to make that work and the time worked for me. But, you know, of course, I know that is a challenge. And I think that's just a reminder to us all to keep putting dollars in our savings account for such a time as this, huh? I mean, it yeah, really can pay off. Sometimes I'll help people say, you know what, maybe you need a job right now, but you still can revisit that bigger picture. You can do upskilling. You can make a pivot happen actually on the side of your job. Like you can invest in still your desired direction, whether you have a full-time, part-time job or no job. It just, it depends. Every person is different and their runway is different and their timeline is different, but you can totally always strive for a new direction, even if it's not a 180. Like I would you know, to your question, I would tell someone to really never feel stuck in only what you, that's a common limiting belief. And I would say like, never feel held back or stuck in only what you've done before. Like there's no reason because I've seen so much organic evolutions of career has, like there is no reason to say, um, I've only ever done this. And so I only ever have to do this. Like truly there's actually like, no reason because you see so many changes in careers that that's becoming more expected and normal and natural. And that can be a good thing to bring a new perspective to a different role because you have a different background. So I would like really try to squash that because you'd be closing yourself off uh, without giving yourself, you know, the, the opportunity to explore. So, so don't be the source of holding yourself back, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's a really valid point because I mean, I've seen that also in recruiting. Like you see people coming from all different kinds of backgrounds who end up being so good at this, you know, type of role. And I think, 
um, you're right. That can be a pretty strong limiting belief. I think just because we've been raised in the culture of like, have a, have your resume, tell a story. Don't be a job hopper, whatever that means to people. Don't bounce around. Make sure that you as a person are able to articulate, you know, the, the skill set that you bring to the table. Um, but to your point, I mean, who doesn't want a differentiated set of skills? I mean, I think every employer out there is going to say like, yeah, I want somebody with a diverse ability and is going to bring a new perspective to the table. Um, and I think that's important for all of us to just take in and believe for ourselves. Like we can be that person. That's what personal branding is for is like, how do I tell this story in a way that is compelling and like logical, like you could show that you weren't hopping. You can show that it was an intentional change and you were interested in learning more about A, B, and C. And that's why you went to go explore this new thing. So, you know, don't hold your back, hold yourself back from change. As long as we can make sure we can explain what you're looking for and why and why the story makes sense. That's what you practice. Mm-hmm. Um but if the logic and the decisions for your direction make sense to you, eventually it will make sense to someone else. So, you know, why not, you know, go explore? And again, you're still going to learn from people. You're not going to go make a change in a way that isn't realistic. You're going to understand how will I actually make this happen? So there's a little homework you can do to make yourself feel better of like, this all makes sense and could make sense to me, could make sense to the listener, you know? Yeah, yeah. The person on the other end. Um, okay, so speaking of a career pivot, you went out on your own five years ago and created Woken. So how did that come about for you? How did you get the guts to say, I can do this? <laughs> what happened? Yeah, um, it is hard to, you know, find that initial courage to start your own thing. Um, I was working in a corporate job and I think at the time I knew I wanted to do something, but I was still feeling like I needed the nine to five secure thing, even though I knew I wanted to go do my own thing. And then all of a sudden you're just like faking it and you're like forcing it. And that didn't last very long because no one wants to be in that situation. And then I actually luckily got accepted to an MBA program that I applied to. And that kind of gave me the courage, you know, looking back, would I tell any entrepreneur, you have to go do that? No. But for me, it felt like it gave me some fallback safety net thing. And so by getting accepted to that, I said, all right, worst case scenario, I come out with a degree. And so for the six months prior to the program, I started the company. And then the whole year of the program, I was starting the company and taking advantage of the resources through NYU as well. And then of course, I just continued after. So that's kind of like sort of what gave me the confidence. But, you know, looking back, I wish that I had mentors or coaches who, you know, I think if you can find enough resources and maybe guidance and support and mentorship, to me, that is really an accountability too, and momentum and maybe even team members. There are different ways of finding a supportive environment or creating a supportive environment to start a scary thing. Mm -hmm. And I think I could have been more resourceful to find the courage and get what I needed to start on my own. So, you know, getting into the program helped me get going. Um, and, and also, honestly, I had a lot of part-time jobs in the beginning, you know, I was doing the WeWork outplacement coaching. So it's also okay to say I I'm supporting myself while I'm building my own thing. Yep. Yep. And I think that's a valid point too. Like people sometimes feel like they have to be all or nothing, right? You're just, you're in or you're out or, you know, they're side hustling, but they can't really make it all happen. So they just drop it. And I think that's a great 
really valid um, first step, right? Like if you have to balance a few things on the way, then that's what you got to do. And maybe you do that for a really long time. Like there's not like a, a set path or time limit on that either. Like you do it until you feel like you need to make a different pivot, right? And I think that that was a, um, something that you and I talked about in 2020 that really stuck out to me, which was just keep walking down the path until you sense that it's time to walk a different one. And, mm-hmm. and I, that is really, um, I've been able to fall back on that multiple times and feel with confidence, like, okay, now I'm sensing the nudge and maybe I test that and wait to see and make sure it stays. But when I continue to feel it, I just trust that path and go that way. Yeah. There was, you know, uh, Ray Dalio who founded Bridgewater and he had this quote and I had it written down somewhere about how do you know when it's time to like move on? And it was some analogy to like the ocean waves. Like you feel it when you're ready for the next step. So you can listen. And it's like, if you're not being challenged, you'll know when you're ready for the next thing. And so you don't have to force these things. You can notice how you're feeling. And then you just simply need the practical support to say, you know, what do I need to do about this? But uh, yeah, it's, it, it can be a feeling. Yeah, yeah. All right. So obviously I'm sharing a bit here about how I feel like you really helped me. I think there are a lot of people, um, especially I see on LinkedIn, kind of jumping into the whole career coaching services thing. I'm, I don't know if you feel like you've seen a big uptick in it, but it seems like a lot of people are sort of throwing their hat in that ring. How can somebody know that the person offering them career coaching or mentoring services is legit, is going to be able to help them? How th- can they kind of suss that out? Yeah. Well, first of all, a mentor is somebody who usually volunteers to be a mentor. So mm-hmm. you might find a mentoring service, which I imagine is some form of like a technical boot camp that adds mentors to your service. Okay. But I don't, you want to look at people's titles. What do they call themselves? And I wouldn't pay for a mentor. So, mm-hmm. so that's that. But if you're looking for a coach, um, I think some good things to ask, you know, of course, you can ask how long somebody's been doing it. You can ask about their training. You can ask about what types of clients they support. You can ask about success stories. I honestly think the most important thing is what is their approach? Like, what are we going to do in a session? What are we going to do in between the sessions? Do you have tools and resources? Do you have frameworks? Um, And also, like, what do they value? You know, for example, If my client values speed, I'll help them value that. But a lot of people come to me saying, I just don't want any job. I want the right job. And so in that case, I'll teach them, you know, how would we, how would we approach it that way? So like, do they align? Like some services are about getting you a job fast. Like what is their goal and their incentive? And what is your goal and your incentive? You want to make sure you're aligned. Um, Yeah. And that's recruiting and coaching, right? Like I'm here to get you a job fast, but you're here to help people find the right job at their speed. Right. Exactly. There's a lot of tools out there. There's software, there's coaches, just understanding what is their goal and what is their approach tools, Mm -hmm. of course, past success. Um, And yeah, I'm trying to think what else it is hard, I think, to know kind of, you know, maybe who can help you. But, um, you know, look, I think sometimes I have people, I try to put so much on my website about who we are and what we do. Um, sometimes it's a little bit of a leap of faith, but it's like, 
do your homework, read up on all the materials that they've put out there, meet them, ask your questions about your concerns. And hopefully if pricing feels affordable to you, like I think it's okay to go with your gut a little bit beyond the homework that you're doing. Um, but yeah, I think a big thing is really just about the approach and, and the format. Like, are we only gonna talk in a session or like, is there anything else beyond that? To me, I built out so many tools because the work gets done in between coaching sessions. So like, how are you really gonna help me in my day-to-day -day work, in my day-to-day -day job search? Like, you know, really digging to understand. It's kind of like how you would do a networking call to understand somebody's job. You just wanna ask questions that will allow you to picture the reality of like, what would it really look and feel like to work together on a day-to-day -day basis? Okay. Like, can I reach you in between a session? Like, you know, just picture like the things that may come up in your coaching journey and like, when you might need help, how you might need help, how, you know, things like that. So I would push your thinking to think about how it will feel in that journey, the same way you would push your thinking to think about how would it feel if I was in that job? You're, you're yeah. doing this concrete questioning, inquisitive element. And then yes, like some small part of it is the leap of faith. So you can ask, what's the commitment? You don't want to necessarily feel locked into a thing for a year per se. So like, is this flexible? You know, things like that. Okay. Do you think it's important that people go with somebody who has a certain certification or has some sort of credentials to back up their coaching? Um, I have the ICF um, certification. I think that's probably a common one. That may or may not necessarily be like a career coaching training. ICF means that you understand simply how to holistically support someone. So that's kind of a nice thing to see. I don't think, I, I think there's a world you probably could find somebody very knowledgeable and potentially helpful, depending on the format of what you want, who may not have that. So I would say, ask what certifications or training or background or experience or education they have. And then just listen, because there may be a variety of how someone got somewhere. I know there's a, some specific career coaching certifications that I don't even have because I feel like I have lived many years of experience doing yeah. this with hundreds of people. So yeah. I would just ask, like, where is your experience from, whether it's hundreds of clients or whether it's from some program and listen to what you're hearing. When did they do that? How in-depth was it? How long have they? So I think there's different ways to get knowledge, training and experience. Um, but I think as long as you're like listening to the way they describe their background, right. you're going to notice, does that feel pretty robust to me? Or, you know, and you may, you may talk to the person and realize they're shooting knowledge at me where I don't even need to worry about their training because it's almost irrelevant. Like I maybe in an ideal world, if you're doing an initial chemistry call, you're learning something from them right then and there. And if you're gaining value and you're understanding their strategic recommendations, that's already a great sign that you should, you know, maybe consider future sessions, right? Okay. Yeah, that's actually a really, that's a great first point for somebody to kind of pick up their spidey senses and say, I'm paying attention here. I'm learning. This could be a good fit. Cool. Yeah. Um, okay. So you've obviously, like you said, spoken to hundreds of people about their job search and you probably have a few best practices, do's or don'ts about, um, you know, kind of how to go about looking for your next gig. So would you mind sharing a few of maybe some of your do's and don'ts, um, maybe a little bit more about your strategy for job searching? Yeah. Um, well, there's different ways I can answer this. Like uh, sometimes there's these common pitfalls that I see, but then on the flip side, I could also just tell you like, 
here's the full process of what I would recommend. Um, some of the common pitfalls I think is being heads down and being transactional and just plugging away and people just try to do whatever they think they're supposed to do versus like there's best practices you should go learn from a career coach or things like that. I think people are just like applying online, you know, incessantly and it gets really hard and frustrating. So don't just like do the same thing every day, all week, all month and get no results, but not pivot, like be willing to measure and pivot. It's like any other experiment, um, you know, so really reflect and be courageous and, and be willing to be creative and try new and different things. You have to be willing to sort of get out of your comfort zone. Networking is so huge. So yeah. don't just do what's comfortable and easy, especially if it's not working, really learn about different tactics that may be new to you that you have to get comfortable with, that you have to learn new tactics, right? So, so that's a big part of it. I think an, another a big part of it is people look for so many different directions. Uh, we have so many different versions of our resume and versions of our story. Really know that just narrowing in your direction doesn't mean you're narrowing down your opportunities. You can find more volume of the right thing. But if yeah. you're like in seven directions, like you're going to overwhelm yourself and you're going to overwhelm everyone else. And it's just not going to help anyone. Um, those are some of them. But like, I, I guess the last quick thing I'll say networking, meeting people face-to-face, -face, having informational chats, find a way to make that really comfortable and effective and productive for both people. But you got to get your foot in the door. You can't just rely on the online right. tools. Um, there's so much more I could say it's about job search. You know, right? Yeah, you have to be the person that keeps going, keeps going. It doesn't mean to nag. It doesn't mean to, you know, annoy them. But I think definitely maintaining that consistent sense of following up reaching out, that's going to do wonders. Yeah. Amazing. Well, where can people find you? How can people get in touch with you? If they're listening to this, they feel like they'd like to learn more about career coaching. Where can they do that? Yes. Um, so I am woken.com is our website. We always offer a free initial call. And then I think this will be up on LinkedIn. So, yeah, you know, LinkedIn. LinkedIn is my main, I'm always trying to be active there and you can always message me. Um, so yeah, website, LinkedIn, our website has so many free resources. So take mm -hmm. a look, there's blogs, there's past event workshops, there's meditations, downloadable guides, you know, there's, there's, you could learn a lot just by that alone. And, and we always try to put on at least one or two free events a month. So, um, always just, you know, pay attention and, and try to get, you know, the, the learnings that way. And of course, if you wanted one-on-one uh, -on -one support, we, we do individual career coaching. Okay, cool. And I'll link those, maybe some of those free resources as well. That's incredible. I know not everyone has the budget to even, or they just need to know, right? Like, what will I get out of this? So I think that's a great first step. Cool. Rachel, thank you so much for the quick chat here. I appreciate it. I'm sure we'll be wanting to reconnect down the line as Woken continues to grow. And I don't know, I may need some more career coaching. Who knows? <laughs> Anything's possible. We all do. I appreciate you so much. And um, we'll be talking soon. All right. Sounds good. Bye.